Welcome again to the daily podcast. Uh, we want to thank you again for joining us as we focus our attention on the events leading up to the crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are at the place where Jesus would be tested again. Only this time, it would not be to submit to the devil, as we read in Matthew chapter 4, but more significantly to the will of the Father. Today's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22 and verse 42, where we find Jesus in the garden praying to the Father. And he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. Our prayer today is that you will always submit your will to the Father and, and believe that He has great things in store for you, more than you can even imagine. Amen? Now, it is plain to see that Jesus' prayer was all about God's will versus His own and the cup of affliction from which He must drink. This was not the first time that the cup was mentioned. As we will see, this cup may be filled with God's wrath or his blessings. It all depends on who is drinking from it. In Jeremiah 25 verses 15 to 18, the Lord spoke to him. He gave him specific instructions. He said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel said to me. Take from my hand this cup filled with the wine of my wrath and make all the nations to whom I will send you drink it. When they drink it, they will stagger and go mad because of the sword I will send among them. So I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations to whom he sent me drink it. Jerusalem and the towns of Judah, its kings and officials, to make them a ruin and an object of horror and scorn, a curse. My friend, that's the cup of God's wrath. It's the same cup that Jesus will drink from. The wrath of God will be upon him. But we, we who trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, will drink from the cup that he will give us. That cup is the cup of God's blessing that came through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ for the sin of the world. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the greatest exchange in all the world. God took our sins and placed them upon Jesus who had no sin and in return took the righteousness of Jesus and placed it upon us that we may appear before God as truly righteous, in other words, in right standing with God. We can now come boldly before the throne of grace and seek mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's what Jesus did for us because he loved us even while we were sinners, he went ahead and died for us. What a merciful God 
we now serve in Jesus Christ. Are you serving the same God that we are serving in Jesus? You may not know it, but there might be some gods that have crept in into your lives because you left a door open, because you gave room to the devil. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, the Amplified Version. It says, be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior, yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Beloved, sometimes you wonder why everything seems to be going wrong. Think about it. Is there anyone that, that you, in your life that you haven't forgiven, regardless of the circumstances? Unforgiveness is a sin in itself. Think about this. Are you living a, a, a good life among the people that, 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 that are in your circle? Think about that. Are you being kind? Do you say good things about people? Are you a gossiper? All of these things are ungodly things. You gotta say things that would, would be uh, edifying to the ones who hear it, as he says in Ephesians 4.29. Take a look around you. Are you first seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Or are those things first in your life? You know the things that I'm talking about. Your money, your wealth, your self-esteem. Well, I've got good news for you today. I've got good news. But I also have some bad news. This is what God said in Exodus 20 verses 3 to 6. I want you to hear this. He said, You shall not have other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of their parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing love to a thousand generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You hear that? There's a thing called generational curse. This is why it says in, in Acts uh, 16.31 when the, the jailer asks uh, Peter and, uh, and, and uh, Paul and Silas what shall what shall I do to be saved? And he said, Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household shall be saved. When the head of the house submits himself to the Lord Jesus Christ and make him Savior and Lord, the rest of the family would look at that and they will follow suit. It's important. All of you with young children, they're watching. You are preaching to them without whispering a word. By your actions, you are conveying a message to them and they will follow that message. So I urge you, you know, especially for parents, 
you got to, to, you know, show your kids that Jesus Christ is the head of your life. He comes first. They will follow, trust me. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. Now, if you submit yourself to God's will and not your own, you will receive all the blessings that God has for you. Ephesians 1, 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're blessed. God has blessed you with every blessing possible, all the blessings that you need. But it's in Christ Jesus. You've got to submit your will. You've got to submit your will. And I'm going to close. I want you to pay close attention to this story. It's found in Luke chapter 5. It says that Jesus was standing by the lake Genesaret, teaching the people. But the crowd became so large that he got into Peter's boat and he used it as a platform to continue teaching them. And when he was done, he told Peter to sail out into the deep and cast the nets for a catch. Now Peter knew that that was not the right time to fish and he would be wasting his time. What does Jesus know about fishing? He's a preacher. He's, he's a preacher of the word of God. He's a miracle worker, yes. But what does he know about fishing? So this is what Peter said. And I, I do hope that you, you will get a revelation from this. He said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. He submitted. He submitted, even though he knew in his own mind as a fisherman that that was the wrong time to fish. But he submitted his will to Jesus. And when they had done this, the Bible says, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to the other partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. And when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet. And he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He says that he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also was James and John, the sons of Deb Zebedee, who were partners with, with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. From now on, you will be fishes of men. So when they had brought the boats to the land, they forsook all and followed Jesus. Did you hear that? Are you willing to take stock of what you have in your possessions, in your heart? See if there is anything in your heart that's not pleasing to God. Are you willing to get rid of all anger and bitterness and strife, envy? Are you willing to do all of that? You've got to come clean. 
before the Lord. He knows everything. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. God is everything. He knows it. even your secret thoughts. knows. So you've got to come clean. I hurt you. Else, and I don't even want to say this, you don't want to drink from the cup of God's wrath. You receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But still, you've got to dismiss many things that are haunting you. There are things that can oppress you. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, that Jesus was anointed by God and he went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. As a Christian, you can be oppressed. You will not be possessed because the Holy Ghost lives within you, but the devil can oppress you. He can fill your thoughts with things and cause you uh, a lot of anguish. But if you submit yourself, the Bible says, submit yourself unto God. Submit yourself unto the mighty hand of God and he will, he will exalt you in due time. So this is what it is. So I want you to think about what Peter did. I want you to think about what Jesus did. And he said, not my will, but yours be done. Will you do that? I want you to think about it. Till the next time, this is Anthony and my daughter Cindy saying, not my will, but yours, O oh Lord. Amen.